Welcome to Friendly Words, the sermon podcast of Pratt Friends Church in Pratt, Kansas. The message you're about to hear was originally preached online for Pratt Friends Church on Sunday, January 2nd, 2022. It focuses on the hope we have as we enter the new year. The message to all who will listen is Jesus is the hope of the whole world, and we have the joyful privilege of sharing the good news of salvation with all those we meet. Now, here is guest pastor Scott Rose. Well, good morning, everybody, and Happy New Year. It's uh, wonderful to, to be with you here on live. Unfortunately, because of weather conditions, we're not able to meet together at Pratt French Church, but I had the pleasure of being able to bring to you this morning the message. My name is Scott Rose. Uh, I attend Pratt French Church, and I've uh, been a pastor for a number of years, and look forward to, to worshiping with you this morning. Here we are in 2022, two days into it, and I know that most of us are hoping for better things this year than last year, but before we get started this morning, before I get started, let's begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we are just so thankful that we have this, uh, this gift of technology. Even though we're not able to meet together in person, we are able still to meet together and Lord um, we know that your spirit knows no bounds Lord that there's nothing oh God that separates us from you and Lord when we are together in your spirit no matter how far apart we are in person God we know that you are there with us and this morning as we worship together as we uh, as we hear your word this morning I pray simply, God, that you would speak to each one of us plainly. God, open our ears to hear and our hearts to receive what you want to say to us this morning. God, let the words that, that are spoken here today be yours. And Lord, again, it's not about what I say. It's about what you say. So Lord, help us to be attentive to that this morning. God, again, we just want you to have the glory in all things. We thank you for the gift of your son. And again, we thank you for the gift of being here together over the internet, Lord, to worship and to, to hear your word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so again, it's a new year, and i got to say this is a first for me. This is the first time that I have ever preached in slippers. And for all of you who may be wondering, yes, I am wearing pants. I just want you to know that. I know, hopefully that's not too off color for most of you, but I just wanted to uh, set the mood this morning, uh, lighthearted as we enter a new year. I've been thinking about this quite a bit as Pastor Mike asked me to share the word with you this morning. And one of the things that the Lord laid on my heart as I was thinking about this was, what about this new year? Now, I know that traditionally a lot of us happen to do things like make New Year's resolutions and I quit doing that a long time ago because the truth is, is that if we make a New Year's resolution, 99.5% of them fail within the first 30 days. Over half of them fail within the first week. And so I'm not even going to go there this morning. But if you did make a New Year's resolution, I hope it's something that's this good that you really plan on sticking to. Like, all right, no more chocolate after the New Year. I'm going to shed 10 pounds this year, no matter what. I don't care how I do it, even if I have to eat salads, which if you're like me, I like my meat. So 
Salad's going to be a hard thing for me. I like salad, but we're not going to go there. Other resolutions you might make is maybe you want to save some money this year. Maybe you want to take a trip with your spouse. Maybe you want to go see your family, your kids that live somewhere far off. Who knows what that resolution may be. And Lord willing, that resolution, especially the ones that are personal and intimate, you'll be able to keep those. But the reality is, even as we do that, one of the things that I heard a lot of as we were approaching the new year was, Happy New Year. I sure hope this new year is going to be a lot better than last year. Yeah, if you think about it, we've had a rough couple of years, and things have been things have been pretty tough for a lot of us. We've had quarantines, we've had illnesses, uh, we've had losses, uh, financial losses, personal losses, you name it. It's it's all over the place. And yeah, you know, I think that that sense of a new beginning each new year fills our hearts with hope. But truth be told, the reality is, is that eventually, as we go through the year, we find out that yeah, for most of us, it's just another case of the same old, same old. We learn to deal with that. We press on. We, we continue living our lives. And we really hopefully get some joy, some happiness out of the coming year. But again, we just don't, we don't know what tomorrow's going to hold. We don't know what each day is going to hold. And uh, well, sometimes that can be a bit frustrating for all of us. But that does not mean that we cannot go into this year with a sense of joy, with a sense of hope, with a sense of expectation. And really, it's about what we focus on, who we focus in, most importantly. And, and I've been thinking a lot about that. And as I was praying through this over the last, last week or two, thinking, Lord, what do you want me to share with these, these folks? And I really wish I could see you face to face because right now I'm just looking at my mug and it's, it's really quite interesting. I, I, I really want to share something. I want to give you hope this year. I want you to, to have something that you can hold on to no matter what happens. You know, I, I remember an old saying, a lot of people said, uh, somebody say something to you, well, are, are you going to come to church on, on Wednesday night for Bible study? Are you going to come to church on Sunday morning? I'd say, well, Lord willing, and, and the creek doesn't rise. Well, to me, that's kind of a strange saying, really, because the truth is, if the Lord's willing, it doesn't matter if the creek rises or not, he's going to provide a way for you to get there. And the same is true about this coming year. We may or may not have a good year. I mean, we look at the world around us, and the truth is, is that there's a lot of things going on that, that don't give us much hope. There's a lot of things going on in this world, whether it be uh, political, religious, uh, you name it. It can be personal. We can be dealing with all kinds of different things. It could be financial. The, the list is endless. And we say, oh, but the truth is, if we want to have true hope, if we want to have true joy, we need to set our focus on something beyond this world. And this morning, I want to share with you out of Isaiah chapter 42, and there are a few other verses that we're going to get into this morning, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 
and Revelation chapter 21. But I really want to begin by setting this up. Isaiah was a prophet during a time of great turmoil in Israel, particularly the kingdom of Judah. The truth is, is that there was a lot of stuff going on back in his day too. Good kings, bad kings, people weren't honoring God, people were worshiping idols, they were offering their children up to Moloch in fiery sacrifices, and they were doing all kinds of crazy and weird things, and they had forgotten the Lord. But God, speaking through the prophet Isaiah, made a lot of promises to the people. He reminded them, one, that, you know, because of their disobedience, because of forgetting him and forsaking him, that they were going to face some real hardships. There was going to be death, there was going to be pestilence, there was going to be captivity, Jerusalem was going to be destroyed. There was all kinds of things. And this didn't just come through Isaiah, it came through numerous prophets at that time. And strangely enough, most of the people, they would hear it, but then they'd just go about their daily lives doing whatever. But God promised. He said, look, these things are going to happen. Get ready. In more modern terms, the hammer's going to drop. And, well, sure enough, it started dropping. And it fell more than once. And they still didn't get it. But here's what's really amazing. In the midst of all that, in the midst of their disobedience, in the midst of all the craziness and the sorrow and the pain and the death and all that stuff that was going on, God's heart was still for his people. And he made promises to them that he when the time was right, was going to rescue them. He promised them he'd bring them out of captivity. But even more so were the promises that rose up around his son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he promised them that one day he was going to send a Savior, somebody that would rescue them, but not just rescue them, but save the whole world. And I'd like for you to follow along with me if you have your Bibles and Isaiah chapter 42, where Isaiah, the Lord speaking through Isaiah, says, Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him, and he will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness, he will bring forth justice. He will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on earth. And in his law, the islands will put their hope. That is what God the Lord says. He who created heavens and stretched them out, he who spread out the earth and all that comes out of it, who gives breath to its people and life to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant for the peoples and a light for the Gentiles, to open eyes that are blind, to free captives from the prison, and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord. That is my name. I will not give my glory to another or praise to idols. See, the former things have taken place, and new things I declare before they spring into being. 
I announce them to you. What a powerful word that the Lord speaks through Isaiah to us this morning. And I want you just to get a couple things out of this. Because one, we find that word hope. Where he says, he will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on earth. In his law, the islands will put their hope. In his words, talking about the servant, talking about Jesus, the coming of Jesus, the kingdom of heaven, as it comes and and meets the people here on earth, as it's established here, we find that a new hope is promised. Isn't that so true for each and every one of us this morning? As we listen to these words, we have to understand that the reality of all this is that having true hope all depends on where we focus or on who we focus in. If we focus on this world and we hope that it's just going to get better, if we hope that everything is just going to turn all right, somehow magically things are just going to turn around. Scientists are going to get it. Their eyes are going to be open. Politicians are going to get it. Their eyes are going to be open. No matter what it is, if we put our hope in those things, if we even put our hope in ourselves to be able to change things, I hate to say it, but I believe we're going to be gravely disappointed. But if we put our hope in Jesus, if we hope in the servant that Isaiah is speaking about here, the one who's going to rule the nations, the one who's going to restore our vision to a godly vision and not a worldly vision, then we will begin to be able to experience true joy, true hope, And our expectations will become different. What we expect will change. But he also says, if you go down a little bit further into verse 9, he says, see the former things have taken place. The things that God has said he was going to do, have already started, we're already taking place in that day. He's saying, look, it's already happening around you. Hmm. We kind of get the same outlook in the words of Jesus in Matthew 24. We hear it through the words of the apostles, the writings of Paul, things that are going to happen. We see it in the book of Revelation. What's going to happen in the world? These things are already taking place around us. We can't deny that. We have a tendency as human beings to try to want to push those things off and say, hey, you know what? It hasn't happened yet, but, you know, it's getting close. Jesus is, Jesus, we know Jesus is coming soon, but I think sometimes in our heart of hearts, as much as we want Jesus to come, I think we're scared of him coming right now because we're not ready for that. I mean, we still got our lives to live. We still have our children. We still have our grandchildren. uh, We still have our homes and all this. We still have our plans and our dreams. But the reality is, is that, you know what? Just like in Isaiah's day, or following Isaiah's day, in days of Jeremiah the prophet, when all of a sudden, the kingdom of Babylon swooped down 
and completely wiped everything out. Boom. All their dreams, all their hopes dashed in an instant. But that's, that's neither here nor there right now. I want you to get that. Because our hope, again, is not in this world. And God was promising back even then, he says, look, and new things I declare. He's saying, look, I'm going to do something new. I'm going to do something even more amazing than bring you out of captivity. I'm going to rescue you from the power of sin and death, which he does. He sends his son. Jesus comes. He's born by a virgin. We just celebrated that on Christmas, and hopefully we're still celebrating that in our hearts right now. But even more so, what's coming next? Jesus spent his whole ministry preaching the good news to bring sight to the blind, to open the ears of the deaf, to cause the lame to walk, to set the prisoners free, and to release the captives. Jesus then would set us free from the greatest power that's held us captive ever. The two greatest, actually. The power of sin and the power of death. And not only that, God pours out his Holy Spirit. We hear from the prophet Joel, and we see it in the book of Acts. In those last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon you. I'm going to empower you. I'm going to give you strength. I'm going to give you power. I'm going to give you hope. I'm going to restore your joy. I am going to do so much more for you than you have ever, ever thought of or could imagine happening. Now think about that for a moment. Would you just take a moment and think about that? God says, new things I declare. He's saying, look, I'm going to create in you a clean heart. I'm going to renew in you a right spirit. I am going to restore to you an intimacy with me that you have not previously known. And I'm going to do it through my son who is willingly going to sacrifice himself for you, who's going to die for you on the cross, who's going to be raised up. He's going to conquer death and he's going to walk among you again. But then he's going to come back to me. And when he does, I am going to send forth my spirit upon you for all you who are hurting, all you who are broken, all of you who are searching and looking for something better and hoping for something new. I, the Lord, am going to restore you into a right relationship with me. And then all this sorrow, all this pain, all this other stuff, yeah, you'll still have to live with it, but you're going to have something more given by me that transcends all that. So your focus will not be on the things of this world, the things that get you down, the things that break you. Your focus will be on the one thing that will give you hope, my promise, to be with you always and forever to never forsake you. But see here, there's even more to that because by doing this, God makes us light. Yes. We are light to the world. Jesus is the light of the world. We are his light to the world. As Paul writes it, we are God's letters written upon human hearts to bring forth the message of reconciliation. 
And I want you to hear this out of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning in verse 11. Since then, we know what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade men. What we are is plain to God, and I hope it is also plain to your conscience. We are not trying to commend ourselves to you again, but are giving you an opportunity to take pride in us so that you can answer those who take pride in what is seen rather than in what is in the heart. If we are out of our mind, it is for the sake of God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live shall no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. As God's fellow workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. Oh, so there you have it, brothers and sisters. This, this wonderful promise, this hope that's been given to us, that's been shared with us through Isaiah the prophet, realized in Jesus Christ, and now we are messengers of hope to the world around us. This reconciliation, this new intimacy with God, this promise of hope. See, as so much of our world is hoping, as they're saying, Happy New Year, I really hope this year is going to be better than last year. I hope that this is going to happen or that's going to happen. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope we can look at them and say, You want true hope? Let me tell you how to have it. I want to introduce you to the source of true hope. And his name is Jesus Christ, the one and only. He is the Son of God. He is our Savior, the Savior of the world. Something new that God is doing has already happened and it's still happening through us because it's new every day. It says God's mercies are new every day. His compassions fail not. You get it? There's something so joyful about that, so exciting about that, so wonderful about that. How can we even begin to imagine that we could put our hope in anything else? I'm reminded of the words of an old hymn where it says, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. And then the chorus, it says, on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. We're going to go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 real quick. And we have this idea that God has made us ambassadors. As I said before, we are God's letter written on the hearts of men. 
And we had this wonderful opportunity to share this message of reconciliation with the world around us. So we put our hope in Jesus. And, and hopefully you heard as I, as I shared the hymn from the solid rock, on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. If we put our hope in the world, if we put our hope in the things of the world or in the people of the world or the people around us or in our jobs or, or in ourselves or in, the, in science or anything like that, we're going to be gravely disappointed. Again, they can't do it for us. They cannot fix what's wrong with the world, no matter how hard they try. As a matter of fact, it seems like the harder they try it and the harder they try to do it without God, the worse things get. But the promises of God are promises that give us that hope, that joy. And this is the wisdom for a new year, that we focus on the things of God on his promises, on the hope that we have in Jesus, and the promise of God that was brought to us through him. And that as ministers of reconciliation, as ambassadors of Christ, we are lights shining in the world for all to see. Now the question is, as we face this world on a day-to-day -day basis, what do people see? Do they see that hope? Do they see that joy? Or do we just kind of go along with the Oh, well, there it goes again. Do we find ourselves fearful by the things that are going on around us? All the natural disasters, all the threats of war, all the threats of disease, all the threats of financial collapse, all those things. And we want something a little bit better. But the fact is, is that it never, ever comes. But when we focus on Jesus, when we go out, when we share that message of reconciliation, Hey, friend, you know what? Don't be fearful. Don't let the world get you down. The world's going to go the way the world's going to go. But let me tell you about something better. Let me tell you about God's promise. Let me tell you how it came to be. Let me give you a little history story. Better yet, let me give you a love story. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Oh, yeah. That is it. And that you can have a new relationship with God. But let me tell you, there's even more. Turn with me in your Bibles to Revelation chapter 21. First time I read Revelation, I wasn't a Christian. Scared me to death. I gave up hope because all I saw was death and destruction. All I saw was an angry God. All I saw was somebody that was going to come back and he was just going to wipe everything out, including me, and then start all over again. Boy, I didn't have a clue. But you know what? Revelation is a love story. Oh, yeah. Revelation, it's a revealing, it's an opening, it's calling us to open our eyes that, yes, the world is going to go. Part of the expression to hell in a handbasket. And it is going that way. It's falling apart because men deny God. But for those of us who put our hope in God, for those of us who let the light of Christ shine for others to see, there's a beautiful promise in there. God says, I'm going to make all things new. Revelation chapter 21, verse 5. He who was seated on the throne said, 
I am making everything new. But listen, what comes before that? Verse 1, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. Listen to this. Listen closely. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and will be their God. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Friends, this is the source of our hope. As we enter a new year, let the wisdom of these words not only penetrate our ears and our minds, but let them sink down into our hearts. Let them fill us up with hope. Let them be the joy that propels us, that moves us forward each and every day. Every day is a new day. Every day is full of new hope. Every day can be a day of joy no matter what we face. Because our joy is not in the things or the circumstances of this world. But our joy, our hope, is in the promises of God that have been revealed to us through our Lord and Savior, through our true King, Jesus, the Messiah. This morning, if you're listening to this message, I want to encourage you. Don't make promises you're not going to keep this year. Don't resolve to do anything other than this one thing. Resolve in your heart that each day you will seek to walk as closely with the Lord as possible. That we will seek to be attentive to that still, small voice, the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking within us to guide us. The one that says, do not turn to the right or to the left, but says, this is the way, walk in it. That we will let our light shine ever so brightly for all the world to see. That we will go forth without fear. That we, the sons and daughters of the Most High God, will seek diligently to reach out and to bring with us every lost, broken, blind, deaf, mute, lame, prisoner, captive, whatever, that we can, that we will love them with the everlasting love that God loves us with. Friends, let this be your New Year's resolution and nothing else. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Now may the promises of God be yours. Lay hold of them and let them be your guide through this coming year 
because in him you will not fail, for he has said, and it is written, I will never fail you, nor will I forsake you, for I am with you always to the end of the age. Join me as we pray together. Heavenly Father, Lord God, as we enter this new year, Lord, may we enter it with open hands and open hearts. Open hands to receive from you all that you have promised. Open hands to take what you have given and to share it with others. Open heart to be filled with the fullness of your love. Open hearts to share that love with every person we meet. God, we lift up to you this day those around us, those in our personal circles who are near to us, and those who are not so near. And we bring them boldly before your throne of grace today and just ask God that you would touch them. Lord, help us to be your hands and feet to be your voice, to be your light in this dark and fearful world, to bring hope, to bring peace, and to bring joy to each one. God, help us not to rely on our own strength, but only on that strength which comes from you through your Spirit into us and through us. And Lord, may we never, ever take our eyes off you. As the old hymn says, Lord, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. Yes, Lord, help us to do that. And God, through this year, every day, may we bring glory to your name and may your kingdom continue to grow until it fills all the earth. We thank you, God, and we praise you. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen. We hope you have been encouraged and challenged by today's sermon. If you want to hear each week's message, be sure to subscribe to Friendly Words in your podcast app. May God bless you as you follow Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit.